you get to the point where you don't actually have time for yourself, but you have time for them. So, for instance, hello, beautiful people. This is another episode with building you, teaching you how to reset the relationship you have with your body in a healthier way, and also teach you all things of use. Now, with today's episode, it's teaching you all things of use. Now, what I'm going to be teaching you throughout this episode is about the abuser perpetrator and the red flags that they show to you in a relationship that you may not pick up on. Because further down the line, you're on these podcasts, I am going to teach you about the red flags in yourself in the beginning stages, which is why you do not pick up on these red flags. So let's get right into it. So the first red flag is that it's quick and it's fast. So what I mean by that is that you get together and before you know it, they're asking you out on dates all the time. Uh, they're always showing you all at your work. They're showing you in gifts. Um, the relationship seems to be going faster than you actually care to admit. I used to go to massage for a given. And all of a sudden, I found myself not having time, but I always had time for them. And there's no time to be bored. And because it's coming so fast, you find yourself getting tired. Yeah, you think it's maybe because I'm working too much or I'm not sleeping great, but you don't put it down to they are actually because it's going so fast and you have no time to think for yourself anymore. You only think about them. Second red flag is the relationship history. So when they tell you about their relationship history, it's everyone falls in love with me or they pre-warn you about, oh, there's this crazy ex, you know, when she comes over. And just let me know because she is crazy. When in actual fact, she's just warning you what you're about to get into. Also, with the relationship history, you will find that they have children. Um, oh, I don't really see them anymore because my ex is crazy and she doesn't want me to see them again. So when they talk about this relationship history, it's always about someone else's fault rather than having that balance of well, this is what happened and it was both was not working. They end up the victim of the story. And when they ask about your relationship history, you may actually admit that either one is wrong too in the relationship, which they use further down the line. And they will say, well, look at what you've got. No, you're lucky that you have someone put up with you. So number three is the mixed messages regarding the relationship status. So he may refer to you when you're in bed as my girl, or she may refer to you as my guy. But then you might go out to a wedding and they refer to you as my friend, or just someone I got to know a little bit. There seems to be this blur of what do I actually mean to them? But because you don't want to come across it too forward, because they will say, you go fast just slow down so you find yourself just like are we together is there a future is there not and they're sending you all these mixed messages so you just don't know where he's done with them but you seem to go along with it so following on to that and i think this is number four is they put you through a series of tests i'll give you a personal example now they used to put their finger on my leg whilst they were driving and say does this weird you out and at the time it did but I would say no and then they would try something else so for example they would show up at my work and 
things. You don't have to hang around with me if you don't want to. So what that actually does is it's checking your tolerance level of seeing what can I push? Does this person have boundaries that clearly don't have boundaries with themselves? And they also use the B word and I call my friend that and they're okay with that. And I say, no, that's not okay. And so they start calling me that because the more you tolerate, the more they see that you are missing something in yourself. So leading on from the B word is that they throw you dog whistles, which is a red flag. So they, and this is why I think the B word goes really well because they teach, they treat you like a B word. So they basically treat you like a dog and they trigger you with dog whistles. So when you're in a group and you may have a fear of spiders, your fear is so big about spiders. So what they'll do in that group is they will show a picture of a spider. They get away, stop it, I don't like it. And then later on in the evening they do it again. And as well, leading on from dog whistles, is they will throw you a dog bone every now and again. So the red flag with the dog bone is they shower you in the beginning with gifts, purring, words of affirmation, touch, whatever your love language they will tune in. And then what they will do, so for example, they know you love a good home, so they do that every day consistently. And then they just stop. And then a week goes by and they don't give me a hug. So they will say, stopping along the lines of, wow, you're so sensitive. It's only a hug. There's nothing big about it. So then you start questioning yourself. And you think, right, yes, maybe I think of it. So you just leave it. You forget about it. And then two weeks later, it's what they give you. Oh. So my next point, I can't remember what number I am. But hopefully you are learning along the way. Um, so my next red blast is the family dynamics within the family. So they will kind of sense you out and see what you're about and see what your family is about. And not all families are healthy. But when they sense out that you've got an unhealthy relationship with your family or they go to meet your family, and you don't even know you've got an unhealthy dynamic, they will then take you to learn that and get you involved and make you feel cherished, whereas you don't get to feel like that with your family. And this is a red flag because what they're doing is they're trying to integrate you into the family and they will use tactics such as, oh, you can see my family is great. Can you see what I have to put with? This is why I need you. And without you, I'll saying um well i don't want you to be like my family i'm just showing you what they're like so you are not like and again they're just testing out your tolerance levels of family dynamics the next red flag is um there is a term called transactional analysis so this is where uh, there's a parent a child and an adult now we show up in different roles at times so, for example, I may parent my boss to uh, make sure they go to meetings on time and they become the child because they rely on me um, to do their job and to remind them when they're fully capable adults. So, what happens when in an abusive relationship is you will notice at the beginning of that relationship 
but you become almost a child in a relationship. So they give you everything you did not have as a child growing up. And they are the parents in a way and saying, look at what I can give you and look what you have. And then what slowly starts to happen is that you become the parent and they become a child. You may have heard the term bully boy. So before you know it, you're doing your washing, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're making sure they get to appointments all the time. Now, this is a very difficult uh, topic to talk about because the genders in today's society is the woman takes care of the man because of this belief. And then you think, oh, well, I'm just taking care of my man. But in fact, you are becoming the mother to them. You are almost becoming the mother that they did not have. So now looking to you to be that role that they did not have growing up. I have to admit, this was in my case too. So I was a mother to him. And... Yes, it was bizarre, and especially for someone much older. So, and he was fifty-two, and I am twenty-four now. And by the time he would have been forty-eight, now twenty. So to be this mother to a man, but didn't have the mentality of an adult, the child at the beginning, and he would say, "No one has treated you this way before, not even your mom." And I would think, yes, that is so true. But then the roles flipped. It was not an adult relationship. It was a reenacting and childhood. And growing up, I was a pet grandmother. She was unable to be that pet because she was still a child trapped in her childhood trauma, just the way he was, which is why, again, you can see why we have the neck and the dots. So with that being said, on to the next point, grown man regresses into a child because the reason why an old man is a much younger woman or vice versa there's no need to grow up when someone is younger than them they can stay where they are and no one can question it and as well they have this intelligent of the complex so I am much better I know better than you because you are younger, you have just not been there. So in your mind, you are thinking, ah, okay, yes, I've got to that stage in life. Instead of questioning their intentions of why they have chosen, you start questioning yourself in the knowledge you have. So you don't question why is someone older coming towards me. And they never have to grow up, really, uh, because you are mothering them. And you don't know anything better. And there is an idea. And I used to hate that word. And now I get it. When you are not giving childhood or taught how to emotionally develop, you are missing a big piece of your emotional development and your development as an individual and also having the knowledge about society and the way in which people interact with each other and behave towards one another because people are not only nine people hurt other people. You may have heard, heard people hurt people, which is true to some extent because two truths can exist at the same time. But we have to admit not every hurt person hurts the person. So uh, leading on to that point, another red flag is body stroke. 
So, for example, let's say you go and have a dinner together. You say, do I look okay in this dress? And they say, well, you know. And then you say, well, do I look fat? And they say, well, I didn't say it. You said it. Maybe you should go back and change then. And they play this body game with you of not saying it, but saying it, if that makes sense. And they also start to put you down in terms of choosing what you wear in some cases. Um, because you need to match the picture they have of you in your head, in your head, in their head. Um, and you have to play this role with them. And what you wear lives up to that role in their head. So if it doesn't match, then they get angry about it. And as well, not everyone, not everyone perpetrator likes to choose what you wear, but they are very happy to comment on what you're wearing and also how you are in bed. You know, put a bit of weight on the side. So then you start going to the gym a little bit more because then focusing on your external looks rather than the connection. So my next red flag is friendships. So this is different for different people. So I will give you a few different examples. So you may find that you go out with your friend, they're not happy with it, so you start to reduce the contact with them because you have a problem with every single friend you have. So before you know it, your circle's getting smaller and smaller or they point out things in your friend that you did not differentiate that they may get you to integrate their friend. So if you ever question anything, you will go to their friend and they will say, no, it's not like that or you know, it can be like that, but you know, get over it. So he's almost making an excuse for it. And as well, if you ever plan on leaving him, you are also leaving your whole support network. Another way there's a red flag in relationships is that he seems to have all these friends, every single friend is doing wrong. And they will talk about everything they have done for that friend. And it's always about what they have done. And everyone else is lacking in what they're giving to him. So that leads on to my next point. Which is, they will tell you who they are before they give you time to show you who they are. So, he will share everything. No one is quite like that. They are special, which is why they have superior complex, because no one can be above them. Because if they are, actually need them in baby. That is one thing they actually feel all the time, so they have to project this image outside that they are better. And they might even get you to meet people that talk so well of them. So you start, yes, Maybe I can see having children or having a house together. So that leads me on to my next point of a red flag is the fantasy world versus reality. And I may actually do another episode where I actually just talk in detail about this. But what happens is they create this fantasy with you of what you could have together and take you on these experiences. So you start looking up well with these type of experiences. What they will do is that they will actually start to show you the reality. So they may get you to turn up to um, a dinner, let's say, at five o'clock in the 
tell you, no, it was at six o'clock. So then what you do is that you make an excuse for them, I might have forgotten, and those things happen. So before you know it, they have showed you the fantasy world, and they show you little clips of the actual reality. You're actually making excuses for that reality, so they don't even have to show you the fantasy world anymore. You're actually living it for them. And the reason why I say this is a red flag is because you start living in your head and they don't even have to do the work anymore. They've done the work and now you're doing the work for them and not actually thinking, is this right for me? You are thinking, well, you know, they might have forgotten or they didn't know any better or, you know, it was great when we used to go out and you start holding on to that fantasy they created for you at the beginning. So that now moves me forward to the next point with the fantasy world. So the next red flag is the children that they have. So they may introduce you all of a sudden to their children. And they may say to you, oh, my child, I love you. And you just think, they've just met me. So they call the mother of the year or the father of the year reward. The child's really excited to see them. Take me starts think, wow, they're a great father. Maybe we create a family. But the problem you have with that is that the child wants to be loved and nurtured by a parent. It goes so deep into survival of why they need to be loved that the reason why they are so excited is because they've been waiting weeks or months to be asked. And all of a sudden, the parent now shows with gifts and a trip out. So of course they're going to be really excited. Also with their mother or father, and it is usually the mother character, she may be tired, she may be carrying financial load, she may be carrying um, the emotional load for the child because the other parents will do that. So she's tired, not realizing the load that other parents carry because that parent is because the abuser or the perpetrator is not taking the responsibility of nurturing that child and raising them into becoming an adult. So it puts all uh, rainbows and sunshines when. The more time you actually spend with that child, or as time goes by and you start to realize he doesn't actually or she doesn't actually spend that much time with that child, and you are actually encouraging to go and see that child. Or you, in some cases, you may find, oh, I have a crazy ex, I can't see my child. So, another red flag with that said is um, tantrum. So, if you um, disagree with them, well, do you not respect my opinion? Who's the man? And in some cases, you completely lose your voice, or they'll start an argument if you're trying to approach a situation. And so, for example, you may say, Babe, can we just speak about what happened last night? And then, for goodness sake, why do you always carry that home? It happened last night, I've moved on. And in their mind, they actually have moved on and blew up, and then they want you to forget about it. Or they will say, It did not happen like that. And when in actual fact, it did, and they disassociated from that experience, or they just don't want you to acknowledge that they have flaws because they see themselves so great, possibly without having any flaws. And as well, they might actually uh, build up an argument to you back down. So if you say, Babe, can you uh, pick up the kids tonight? Do you not respect my work? Do you not respect who I am? I, I go to work. To work for you and the kids, and I come home just for some peace, and I can't even get that. 
Another thing we're asking them to do is to take responsibility of their child. And some people may say, yes, but it's your child too. But it is both your job. And the thing is as well, even if, for instance, even if they pay for child let's say, they are paying for the food, let's say. They are not paying for the physical labour to carry out that task of providing dinner for the children. And so the final point I want to make before we leave, well, there's actually two points, is they dip in and out. So they may go no contact, or they may text lows and then stop. And in some cases, they may actually say, you are supposed to message me and say goodnight to me and say, I love you. So you are supposed to chase them rather than it being an equal relationship. It's all about you chasing them chasing after them because they are so great and they make you feel like every time they come back to you it's me and you against the world and the problem with that is it's not you and me against the world the perpetrator is against you trying to take you out of your life they actually get you to feel like it's you and me against which is another threat where is sleeping together. So at the time, at the beginning of the relationship, it feels like we just click together and all these chemicals are going off in your brain. And when you actually look back at the at the time we slept together, it was actually quite mechanical. It wasn't a connection, it was a performance. And that performance made me feel like because in my childhood, no one gave me performance, no one showed up for me, even if it was just something fake, it was always walking and bombing shell. Um so yeah, that's another point actually. Uh, you are constantly walking on eggshells. So for example, you stop talking about your feelings or you don't want to get them out with. So that is me for today. Um, if you've had any learning, comment below and I will see you for another episode very soon.